Welcome, buddies. Hello. <laughs> Uh, I am George. Uh, welcome to the G&E Show. Uh, my co-host, Eric. Hello! And we will uh, just be chatting, actually, today. Uh, we're just going to be chatting about our big finale. We concluded, uh -huh. we concluded our mini-series, our uh, little four or five session uh, introduction to Pathfinder. Uh, we yeah, we we essentially picked up on it where we left off uh, pre tabletop buddies before we switched our channel over and everything. Uh, Styler was taking us through uh, this entire story arc, and instead of this just being like a one of type thing you know separately out of the world like nothing matters or anything like that uh, I think we all decided to opt in for instead having some sort of story some sort of you know foundation to it so all of this started because of Mercy's rampage run <laughs> yep and it wasn't until she concluded running that you guys first of all Ended up in Green Root. That's where this whole thing took place. And secondly, didn't have Killian because he simply, you know, he's not the most athletic dude in the world. <laughs> he couldn't hang no. on. He couldn't hold on. He flew off. And today we discovered uh, he flew off of Mercy and straight into the teleportation circle that he made for Leo for Dr. Frenzy. Mm hmm. So he essentially just spent that time in the heavens with Leo. Which suits him perfectly. All right, so to to circle back specifically to our session, uh, what did you think of it? Pros, cons, ups, downs? I'm glad a certain bitch is dead. <laughs> um, I had fun... You had fun? I had fun. Good. Actually, Especially knowing that the pixies were bugging Mercy. <laughs> well, you, you slipped me that uh, that little like note card a couple <laughs> sessions ago. Because, you know, we, we took like one week off in between here. And I was just like, mm -hmm. when I opened uh, my GM screen, it just like slipped out. And I was like, hey, what's this? And I was like, right... So I didn't even I have time. Do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't even have time to type that in. I hand wrote it, <laughs> and I also hand wrote, um, which we'll get to in a little bit, um, a certain t session that I took inspiration from that we had previously. Ah, that session. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was also handwritten on this because Jen and I were talking about this after the session when, you know, we were driving to go uh, pick up Roman. No, his name is Nugget. No. <laughs> and, you know, the the same thing uh, kind of dawned on both of us of, you know, like it's, it's one thing to like, you know, like read a book and be like, I really like this character. I'm going to like make an NPC out of this character. You know, it's one thing to like copy and paste it and one thing to just be like inspired by it. What mm -hmm. 
what me and Jen realized was, wait a second, I made Sawyer's dream sequence in the first place. If anything, I'm just stealing my own material. <laughs> like, is that even a thing? It, Does that exist? Is it even called stealing at that point? <laughs> That's such a question. Is it stealing? Because I made it in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. It was just, you know, it's it's just something weird to think about, you know. Yeah, honestly, I didn't even think of that when it was happening. <laughs> um, anyways. Uh, all I know is his session, mm -hmm. I fell asleep listening to. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, I was exhausted that day, so <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. So it was nice to be yeah. awake for one yeah. of them. Yeah, uh, the, the reason why Eric and I uh, bring up, and this is for all of you previous buddies that were with us pre-channel switch, um... We had a session where it was just over an hour. It wasn't two hours or anything crazy like that. It was just over an hour. And I warned all the players at the start of the session, uh, there's one of you, and you know who you are. Uh, me and you are about to go to battle. So the rest of you just sit back and enjoy your popcorn, because I didn't know how long it would take. Maybe it would be the whole session. Maybe it wouldn't. It ended up being the whole session. <laughs> Long enough where I just, I'm, yeah. I can fall asleep. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, that uh, uh, essentially, um, I believe it was the movie Insidious where the dad could like walk around in like the dream world and stuff. Um, that's what kind of triggered the whole idea for Sawyer, that uh, Sawyer can interact with his dreams, you know, instead of being stuck in like a first person or a third person like camera view um you know he has control over his body mm -hmm. and today we had a, a very uh a very similar aspect happen at the at the start of the session there were just you know a couple of general you know skill checks you know like mercy wanted to dissect the things and you know dan was kind of calming down you know the general public and all that so they re uh, retreated back to their rooms Yep. Where, you know, just the, you know, general, hey, let's go to sleep, let's heal up a bit, so on and so forth. Uh, the thing with that was, is uh, after I kind of made the announcement of, hey, this is going to be very similar to a session we've ran in the past, when all the players were asleep, I literally just said the word mercy. And Styler, the way we sit at the table, he's like directly across from me. His eyes just got huge and darted directly towards Jen. <laughs> I I knew what was coming. Yeah. I just grabbed a piece of chocolate to keep yep. And like he, that's the thing, he didn't like he didn't move his head. His eyes just grew like three times their normal size <laughs> and then the eyes just slowly moved to where Jen was sitting <laughs> I could have listened to what happened for a whole day because it was hilarious <laughs> um, what Eric is referring to is uh, Mercy had her own dream sequence I think by the end of every campaign at some point I'll give everybody one because it just seems like all of my players love them and it seems like all of you guys love them yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess I kind of struck gold with doing that for Sawyer that, you know, that was that was way back in, in the summer, summer of 2022. This is 
mid roughly February 2023. So it's not like I do this often. Was it already that long? Yeah. Jeez. I know, I know it's weird. It's weird. Because <laughs> you know, if if you do like if you do something too much, then it you know it loses that special feeling, that vibe, that you know big moment. It's it's not such a big moment anymore because it you know can kind of get repetitive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a it's like going to Mims. <laughs> when you go to mm-hmm. Mims, you know you're in for a treat. But if you go to Mims four times a month, it's just like eh, okay, it's all right. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the party goes uh goes down for the rest, they heal up, uh but Mercy quote unquote wakes up first. You know, this was more of like a spiritual out of body experience where very first thing she saw was where Felix is supposed to just be casually sleeping is uh underneath him the floor began to rise. And ascending out of that floor was an enormous lily pad. And when it finished its ascension, this net of gentle, warm rain began to descend down around Felix. Almost, you know, almost like a protective cage type feeling. The most rejuvenating sleep someone could imagine. It was. Then we finally met Rivius, uh, Styler's character. He's essentially just like an elven bartender type. And when Mercy turned and saw him, he had like his own, uh, you know, like bartending countertop that he was cleaning. He had his own glasses, his own shakers. He was making drinks. He was just happy as could be, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's when everyone began to realize, well, where's Mercy's happy? You know, where's her joyous moment, right? Yeah. You know, Felix and this brand new guy get to be in their happy place. Where's my happy place? And that's when there was a knock, knock, knock on the door. <laughs> which, my happy place is underneath that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, which this still was not Mercy's happy place as... Uh, for the first time ever on the channel, um, Andaletta made her presence known. Now, obviously, since we switched over to Pathfinder, all of us needed new deities. You know, Felix has a ton of new spells. Killian isn't even a sorcerer anymore. He's a cleric now. You know, we're all just trying to make this work. So, Jen and I were going through you know, the potential replacements for her previous god. And we both just kind of seemed to settle on Andaletta. And, you know, I don't want to say settle in, like, a bad way that, like, oh, that's the best you could do. Like, no, I, I don't mean it like that. I mean it that this is, like, the closest we could get, really. Mm. Because previously... Uh, Mercy was a friendship paladin, one of the domains that Andaletta um, oversees, you know, like, you know, how domains apply to clerics. One of her domains is family. 
and Mercy being a champion now, that is the closest thing that we could find to something like a Friendship Paladin. So we went through all of the family domain gods. That's where we started, um, which there are a ton. There are so many. It's just there were some that there were some that just couldn't really they didn't really scream mercy to us right mm -hmm. and like you know it, it should you know it should like this one god uh imbrix they're known as the twins uh mysterious statues uh Appearing as two immense stone statues, hundreds of feet tall, holding hands. It's like, no, that that's not really Mercy's thing. <laughs> Mercy will hold your hand as she's stabbing you in the back. Yeah, and then there was Shay, she, S-H-E-I, which is the Ibis, I the Ibis, the Ibis matron. And there's actually, it says it right here, no description has been provided on this deity. It's like, well, that's helpful. It, exactly, exactly. And, and, you know, it was like I said, there's there's a few more. I'm just not going to bother clicking on every single one of these. Here, the last one, Gendawin, is the Fey Queen. It's like, no, that's not fucking, that's not Mercy's thing either. <laughs> you know, like, this is all way yeah. off. Then we stumbled upon uh, Andaletta. And, you know, she's called Grandmother Crow. She represents uh, respect and security. Where it's like, okay, now we're getting on to something. Uh, Andaletta makes a clear distinction between guilt and innocence. There's no in-between. For those falsely accused or who show signs of redemption, she offers a path back to the light. But you know, Mercy's been like struggling with her morality and shit lately. So it's like, okay, here we go. It's a beyond a struggle for her. This also helps with her description, because I just now found this. When she appears to mortals, like she did today, Grandmother Crow does so as an older woman, gray hair, wrinkled with keen knowing eyes. She carries a walking stick and wears a cape of black crow feathers. Oh. That's pretty close, right? She had her little cane yeah. she was bonking mercy with and everything. I said she would, yeah. So... We settled on this replacement for uh, Mercy's previous god, which obviously, you know, Jen is very happy with. I think we all saw that today. Mm-hmm. That this figure is the one who was knocking at the door. You know the best line that that lady said? Oh, which one? Felix is majestic. <laughs> of course, that's the one thing you pick out. Yep. <laughs> so, um, she basically began to go on a stroll with Mercy. Um, she left one of her black crow feathers on the ground, and she began to talk about all of the friends that Mercy has made. Melton, Felix, Leslie, Rex, about how they're all these chaotic little things, and then comparing them to Mercy, that even though they might not be the most intelligent, they might not be the most reliable, none of them have committed murder in cold blood. Nope. Uh, again, for reference, uh, Mercy did burn down a stables 
she straight up like <laughs> killed like what a family of five yep just you know thought she was basically committing you know uh i don't want to say harmless but a simple arson ended up being you know five counts of premeditated murder <laughs> mercy better not go back to that town i i know <laughs> um in which when mm -hmm. Andaletta started yelling at her about this, you know, fire started bursting out of her because she took this larger-than-life, enormous crow-like shape. She admitted to losing her cool for a moment and then bonked Mercy on the head with her cane. <laughs> for Such a fun part. Yeah, for some reason that just seems to be, like, everyone's, like, top five is just that visual of Mercy getting head bonked by a wooden stick uh, she, yeah she even mentioned edward a few times but seemed to call him eddie as if they've known each other yeah. for so long yeah uh, i don't want a story on that one <laughs> yeah um to to make matters more clear uh they they found a nice place to rest for a moment and uh, Andaletta was essentially showing Mercy like a highlight reel of memories. Um, at first, she started out with the heartthrob, Orion. <laughs> Which I, I know to some of you, you literally just like jumped out of your chairs in happiness. Or, you know, if you're walking around and listening to this, maybe there was like, you know, a fist in the air. But yes. Um, Orion was mentioned, and he will be mentioned again later on. That's why you really need to listen to that episode of <laughs> all of his attempts to woo Mercy with trying to learn gnomish and, you know, trying to impress her on uh, their lunch date. And, you know, just all these really timed things like, you know, helping her move out and into his house so Zoon has more space and, you know, he can help Edward and whatnot. And all of this ended with uh, Andaletta screaming at her that, you know, you didn't even bother to kiss him. Yep. You know, he does all of this and, you know, he's being so patient with you and you can't just throw the guy a bone. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. As those images went away, uh, images of Felix began to surface. Uh, yep. The first one was the food fight that you guys had. I loved it. Yeah, th that was actually just a one-shot, too. Mm-hmm. Then the images of you guys fighting Nancy started to appear. <sighs> Uh, how you were cheering Mercy on when we were fighting that dragon a while back. Mm -hmm. How you made that deal with Lydia for Mercy to not be killed. That's why you are a rat, you know, anyways. Yep. And all and of what this... what did I get of it? <laughs> yeah. And all of this ending... Uh... With her basically screaming, oh, I don't know, maybe leave him alone to his drink and just tell him thank you. And I think that's when it not only sank into Mercy, but also Jen, where it's like, shit, 
these guys have been saving my ass for a while now. Maybe I should give some fucking thanks. <laughs> Air could kill us because I know. Yeah. Well enough, but Felix is going. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Uh, then, uh, you know, save the best for last type deal. Last up was Tillian. Hmm. Because we we all remember that poisonous Yeti that was almost gonna wipe the entire party, and then he popped one of his old abilities to actually make that what would have been a killing blow miss Mercy. Mm -hmm. Then again, there was that fucking crazy ass weird undead tree that almost killed all of us again. Oh, the hanging tree or whatever yep. it was called. Yep, and then. Look at that. Who saved Mercy again? Killian. Yeah, and then there was a session you weren't here when we were attacked by a couple of uh, these really just like crazy lizards that were like blinking in and out of existence and shit. Uh, so I polymorphed into like a giant ape or a, gr or a gorilla or something. And the other one was just pummeling Mercy. Like, she was just getting her ass handed to her. So I purposefully took the attack of opportunity from mine, ran over to the one attacking Mercy, and started fucking it up. <laughs> that was, that's what, okay, that, now that makes more sense yeah, from what was said at the yeah, table. Yeah, that's, that's what the memory was that she was talking about. Was, you know, he was taking all these hits for her, protecting her as this ape. Because if she would have taken one or two more, we're talking single digit hit points or you know dying okay i was so confused at yeah, the table yeah, yeah, it's because, that was... yeah it's because you weren't here for that one and she wrapped up killian with he's not perfect but he tries and then you know kind of that barrage of all of the images you know meshed together of you know how are you saying thanks how are you rewarding these people that care so deeply for you and then popping that you know raven form of again by setting fire to a stables you know just all pissed off mm -hmm. uh she even spoke about lydia a little bit after that yeah which is when she started hinting at maybe melton could help and all of the guidance that, you know, she offered to Edward, that Ad Edward is now offered to her, that, you know, Mercy's just not getting it. That hopefully now, with these gentle nudges, I shouldn't say gentle, they were not, they were aggressive. Gentle? They were brutal. Yeah, yeah they were aggressive shoves by Andaletta. <laughs> uh, that maybe yeah. we can see where the Mercy story, story goes later on. So, we woke up in the morning... Pretty uneventful. Everyone had breakfast, courtesy of hugs. Uh, we got some memorabilia. Is that what we should call it? The badges? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's just call it that. And then you guys uh, met up with, uh, with Melton. Actually, to not go too far ahead, uh, Mercy did get a little bit of a makeover. I took a bath. Yeah, uh... Mercy's shoulder pads, you know, her pauldrons, they are now covered in crow feathers. 
her obsidian is still present. You know, it's still all there, but it seemed like forming over it, taking some of its place, was clusters of amethyst. And on mm -hmm. her breastplate, a engraving, dead center of a crow's head, obviously representing Andaletta. To the left, a hanging lantern. Now we know what that's for. And to the right, a playing card. And now we know what that's for. <laughs> yep. So we actually only have like six minutes here, so let's wrap up this ending, shall we? Yeah. Okay, so... uh rapid pace we went to see melton melton took his arcane dust and essentially made his own version of teleportation out of it mm -hmm. uh we actually brought melton with us you're welcome <laughs> honestly just yeah yeah you guys asked for it eric delivered thank you eric <laughs> you are welcome everybody um <laughs> teleportation successful with Melton uh, you guys made your way all the way back to actually where you missed in the last session that Skylar GM'd now we're back to the floating islands but instead of the same spectacle that was there we instead saw a angelic halo bearing humanoid there uh killian finally making his return mm -hmm. i mean i figure when we pick up killian's gotta be with you guys to some degree so it's like okay since i'm in charge here i'll just throw him in make skyler's life easier too <laughs> you did a good job yep that uh killian began to speak about you know his time seeing the heavens, his time with Leo, everything that Leo taught him, specifically everything Leo taught him about betrayal. Started talking about, and this was also me trying to hint at, this is a new Killian. Old Killian would not give you guys a speech about betrayal, right? No, not at all. Yeah, so this was already showing, you know, Killian is... Not necessarily cleansed, but he's rejuvenated. He's. It's not really a saying now. He's seen the light. You mm -hmm. know, most of the time, you know, that's used, you know, like metaphorically, like, no, he actually did. So, you know, th this was kind of like, you know, my first baby step into everyone getting used to new Killian, for lack of a better term. Uh, as he yeah. began talking about betrayal, uh, I think. Think for, I think for a second there, every person at the table had their hearts skip a beat when Killian began smiting your former deity. Yeah, yeah I was about to bitch slap him. <laughs> but when all of this uh, celestial, you know, the golden light, you know, the white bright fading and a longsword plunged through the spine, staking her, not him, her, in the ground, showing that this, this form, this humanoid, this person that you've known for oh so long, who you swore was responsible for your magic, revealing to be none other than Laughing Lydia herself. Bad bitch. No, 
scene, the betrayal before your eyes. A little burst into feathers and a simple explanation of cast a spell. And then you did. It took form. Spellcast was successful. Killian went on to, again, this is not something that, you know, Killian two months ago would say. He gave you a speech about magic, about how you're magic, about how you didn't need someone else. You just needed yourself. Uh-huh. And he has someone pretty cool to introduce you to. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and I loved leaving it there because then it lets Skyler, you know, properly take on however he wants to take on the Lantern King. Very excited. No, yes. And to just uh, dangle that carrot a little more, the very end of the session, Eric, (laughs) Mercy felt a tap on her shoulder. How could that be? Felix and Tillian are over there. Melton's right there. There's no one left. In which she turned around, and I, I gave no description, just a gentle smile and a voice saying, Hey, Merce. And we all knew. Well, yeah, because post-session, I think we taught it on the recording because we actually finished a little early. Like, you guys really went for it at the end there that I was just like, okay, this is happening. Um, that I, I flipped over one of my uh, one of my sheets, one of my notes that I wrote the session on. And I just wrote the name Orion because everyone was kind of speculating I think I know who it is. Yeah, I think I know who it is, too. So I just wrote it down, and Eric was like, yep. Jen was like, yep. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. there's only one person that wouldn't have gotten pummeled by Mercy. <laughs> For especially saying that. Yes. No one calls her Merce. We've learned that. Not even Edward. And that's actually where the miniseries left. So. Mm-hmm. When we return to our main characters, Felix will be meeting the Lantern King alongside Killian. And we'll see whatever Skylar does with that and whatever Skylar does with potentially Orion making a return. Dun, 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 dun. But that exchange, that 45 minute long exchange with Andaletta and Mercy. <laughs> I wanted it to keep going. Dude, I know. I, I think I think this might be everyone's favorite mini series session. And it's the finale. How fitting. Yeah. Right, well I, I do think we are coming up on level ten. I'm not sure. Skyler's kinda said a couple of things here and there that I like I thought we already were gonna be going up to ten, but now we aren't or, I think but, we're really close yeah but uh yeah shortly after he takes back over you should see all of us uh powered up to level 10 we ate our weedies yep we did and we have uh on top of a one shot um an adventure path our very first ever pathfinder adventure path we're all very excited for it you get to see all of us on some brand new characters and meet some new faces 
And all of them level one. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> we will see you guys next time. Level fucking one. Oh, bye! <clears throat>